Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. This week on the program, we have the amazing Chogrin, artist extraordinaire. Uh, you know and love his work. Uh, we were pleased to sit down with him. He's just a wonderful guy. we got a great discussion uh, later in the show. But up first, we've got the news. Jason Reitman did an intro at the Sony Drive-In Experience. We'll talk about what we can glean from that. Richard Edlund is getting a Lifetime Achievement Award. And Bill Murray's got a new movie with Sofia Coppola uh, called On the Rocks, which we've got a great trailer uh, description for. Stay tuned. Jam-packed episode coming right up. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the keyman? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! It'll be fine. Positivity, optimism, Ghostbusters podcast. Hey. And then there was silence. <laughs> silence. Sorry. Extended uh, yawn. No, this is good. We're gonna, we've got a good show. Uh, we have a guest uh, this week, which is fantastic. We do. Um, I, uh, I, I tip my cap to you. Friend because, of the show. Yeah, you, you made this happen, and it's been long overdue. Uh, so uh, thanks, thanks for getting yeah. that all organized. And we're going to be talking with uh, Chogren. Uh, artist extraordinaire uh, later on the show, which is, is going to be a lot of fun. Um, and uh, but in the meantime, we've got news. There's there's a couple news items that we'll talk about before we uh, introduce our special guest. And uh, I don't know, let's just do it. Let's go. Yeah. Let's get into news. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here. If you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Yeah, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. So Chris, you and I were uh, we were not at the Sony drive-in. Um, I actually still have not found anybody who was there. I, I have a feeling because the, the the car situation was so limited. I think it was like seventy-five yeah. to a hundred cars. Um, that, seventy-five cars was what the article said. Uh, yeah. So uh, you know, it was it was sort of if you didn't push the button at the exact right time, you didn't get your tickets. Um, but uh, from what I have seen from articles uh, and and the Sony exhibitor relations uh, have really been uh, promoting this pretty well. Uh, it seems like the entire weekend went really well. They had Grown Ups, they had Karate Kid, they had Ghostbusters, uh, Jumanji, I think this week. Uh, they've got, oh shoot, what are the four films as we record this? Uh, bummer, I wish. Oh, I, think, I don't have the list. Yeah, I can't remember what's, what's show. It's like Chariots of Fire was one and there was the did they actually run the new one that they said they were going to do as well? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, the the Selena Gomez movie. It, it was it was sort of like they I'll did they did I'll the classics it. last weekend. But anyway, so uh, the drive-in experience. Um, I have uh, heard glowing reviews about the presentation of the movie uh, and the way that they set up the the Thalberg lot. Uh, seems like it was really great. But uh, for our purposes here on the podcast, we can't really talk about the experience because none of us were there and we haven't heard from people. Uh, but what we can talk about is that Jason Reitman 
in a very well orchestrated, unbelievably cool way, uh, was able to, on a golf cart driven by a guy in a mask, uh, everybody's staying socially distant and safe, um, came out and did an introduction for a drive-in movie, which uh, he was very intimidated by. He even says as much at the be- at the beginning of his introduction to the film. He's like, I've never given an intro to a drive-in before. This is really weird. You're all in your cars. Um, but, uh, but it was really cool. He, he showed up, they showed the trailer for afterlife. He came out to introduce the film, uh, and, uh, spoke on behalf of his father, who is, is just always tickled that Ghostbusters continues to get the recognition that it does. And, uh, it, it, I like the, the one little bit of video I saw was him talking about, I, I was talking to my dad. I would just, just now was talking to my dad and he points and by pointing, I realized two things. One they must have set up the screen on the uh, just inside the 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 fence from the 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 outside road, as opposed to say up closer to the buildings. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, B, the way he was pointing was in the direction of the ghost car, and and the the other thing it means is that uh, Ivan Reitman. Uh, he just lurks on the sofa. I think he's just there all the time. <laughs> he, he just lives in the bungalow. He's got this awesome place up in uh, Santa Barbara, but he doesn't want to. Uh, yeah. Um, that's true. I didn't I, even think about I that. Bet you, I bet you the top floor looks exactly like the bunkhouse in the, the HQ, and they just never tell anybody about it. <laughs> Nobody told he goes up. He goes up there, and he sleeps at night. <laughs> he, goes back, he goes back to Santa Barbara every couple of weekends or whatever. And oh, that's funny. I didn't even put two and two together that he does say that I was just talking to my dad, which means that his dad is there and is yeah. not introducing the film. No. Um, but I'm sure, I'm sure Ivan is just sort of like, Jason, this is your time. Get out there and, and do it. And it, and it has been kind of a big promotion push for, um, afterlife, uh, yes. because of that. So, um, so, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll play a little excerpt of the, the audio here, but in short, you know, he doesn't really, uh, divulge any information about afterlife other than the fact that he is still working on it, working toward that March, uh, release date now. Um, he, as you will hear in in two seconds here, he does talk about people have been asking him if you were told you have moments left to live, uh, what would you do? You know, what would your last meal be? What would your last request be? And he just wants to go see a movie in the theaters, which um, to me, uh, if I read between the lines is uh, let's put this VOD discussion to rest for a little bit. My movie's going to mm. come out in a big screen in a theater. <laughs> um, Maybe I, I actually was reading today, um, the theaters in England are putting a push on to just reopen in the next week or so, yeah. or have just recently reopened, and they were running. They were running an, um, I guess, an ad about the magic of movies. And the reason I saw it was because Edgar Wright replied, "Going, I've been to a couple, all masked up and all that, and I'm looking forward to going to see Tenant next week." So, yeah. Well, but again, it was a given that film directors were. Yeah, I was going to say film directors. For- I, you know, the people that that need to go see films in the screening rooms uh, and are unable to, you know, I know that's a big, uh, big problem too. So, I, I mean, I'm I'm all for it. I would, it, it, you know, now that we have some time to very thoughtfully put processes and procedures in place, um, you know, where I can maybe enter the building without touching anything, without interacting with anybody. I can sit down in the, in the seat and still be, you know, six feet apart from people. I, I do understand 
the hesitance. And I know that a lot of people are saying like, it, it's very dangerous to do so. If you don't have to do it, you shouldn't be doing it. And I, I am also in that camp, but at the same time, I want to see movies in theaters too. That's the whole reason that I love movies is going into the theater and sitting in the darkened room and letting it just completely envelop my, my senses. Um, so it's tough. It's really tough. And I also know that they're hurting. I know that, uh, you know, my, my industry, the film and television industry is hurting at the moment. And you want to see that continue to thrive. Uh, so hopefully we can figure something out in the near future. Um, mm. And I, I mean, it'll shake out. Yeah. Well, this, is the, this is the thing. Everybody's worried. Like what's going to happen. It's like, uh, particularly in America, it's like you live in the, like the poster child of market forces. So uh, this I, is also I'm, true. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they'll figure something out. Uh, we just don't know what it is, which is kind of the stressful part right now. Um, it is, I mean, it, it is very <laughs> surreal to see kids going back to school um, and they're sitting at, you know, cir- uh, circular tables where they've divided uh, with, you know, an, an X uh, plexiglass right down the middle. So the kids are divided into fours and they're uh, separated from each other. And uh, as, as, as very bizarre are as those images are to see, at least we're thinking about things and we're trying to move forward and trying to figure out a way to keep people safe uh, while also continuing uh, to, to live our lives. So, uh, I mean, all of this is a very kind of heavy way to say, I do look forward to seeing Ghostbusters Afterlife on a big screen, just like Jason Reitman is talking about. Um, but, you know, uh, when it's safe, when, when we've deemed that things are safe, when things are, you know, there's no risk to myself or anybody around me. Uh, you know, that's, that's kind of where I'm at, but, hmm. um, so anyway, I, I, this is, this is where conversation takes us. We were talking about a very pleasant drive and introduction and this is where we go. Um, well, play the, play that clip then. Here comes the except, clip. Uh, you're about to watch, except I was on set. In fact, I was originally in Ghostbusters, and my father cut me out, if you can imagine. Um, it's so funny. I feel like uh, Ghostbusters has been part of my life since uh, since I was seven years old, basically since as long as I can remember. And it is a thrill to be in the midst of finishing the latest Ghostbusters film, which is going to come out next year. We just saw a trailer for uh, and it's going to come out on the big screen. How exciting is it to be seeing a movie in a theater on a big screen tonight? Right? Oh, I, I tell you, you know, like when people ask right now, I feel like people ask this all the time right now. It's like, oh, you know, if everything ended tomorrow, what's the first thing you'd do? And like some people are like, it's like, I'd go to Europe. It's like, I would go to the movies. I just want to eat popcorn and watch a movie and, uh, I talked to my father literally right before I came out here, and he's just so grateful that this film, this many years later, that you still want to come out and check it out and have a good time. Uh, enjoy the movie, enjoy Ghostbusters, honk a lot, and uh, I cannot wait to see you at the premiere of Afterlife. Have a great night, guys. So yeah, I feel like uh, one of many Ghostbusters introductions uh, to filming uh, to films that will be coming from uh, Jason Reitman in the future. Yeah. Uh, one one of uh, 100, 200, 300, 500, 700. 700. 700. He's going to do a traveling uh, roadshow with Ghostbusters Afterlife and introduce it every time. <laughs> I uh, uh, speaking of the movie going experience here, uh, since Thomas was bouncing off the walls. Um, 
I cobbled together some pieces of my Halloween display and set it up in the backyard and oh, excellent. had him invite friends over. Because uh, you, you guys had it too, right? That uh, quote unquote heat wave. Oh, we're still in the uh, middle of it as I sit here uh, covered in sweat. It, yeah. It uh, we 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 lucked out that the uh, the 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 front sh- shifted on us because um, yeah it's, we've gone into rain possibly thunder and lightning territory because um, you know uh, you can't cool down without the threat of forest fire <laughs> but it uh, <laughs> but but what it meant was is that for the last uh, week or so it was almost guaranteed that every night you would not want to sit inside. Uh, and B, uh, that you wouldn't have to worry about getting rained on. So yeah. I kind of set it up so that the, the projector would just sat inside the patio door and projected it onto the screen nice. and we watched, um, what did we watch? We watched Porco Rosso the first night. Oh, that was a good, little good Miyazaki. One. Yes. Yeah. And then, uh, just a few nights ago we watched on Netflix next gen. I don't know if you've seen I that one. Not, no, I haven't seen that. Yeah. I recommend that one highly. Yeah. Uh, it's an animated one. It's for kids, but it's quite entertaining. Um, uh, about a little girl um, who accidentally befriends an experimental robot in kind of a a, a, a very stylized oh, kind of future. Yeah. I've, a I've, weird mix of 80s design yeah. with future design. I saw I saw that, you know, on the landing page and I had no idea what it was and I was like, that looks cool, but I, yeah, one of those things good. that just kind of breeze by. I would recommend it. it. Well, the best part is that uh, in the film we meet the, you know, the company that's selling the robots and the the scientist that uh, made them, who is voiced by David Cross, and which means all of the robots except for the 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 experimental one are also voiced by David Cross. So every time you a security bot is like, hold it right there, then gets cut in half by a laser. It like looks over as its hand as it falls off, and then David Cross like, huh, like this. Uh. Change huh. for a dollar. Uh, it's um, yeah. So I'm like I said, we're kind of figuring out our own way to. Yeah, I mean the backyard screenings. That's if uh, again, if I had the backyard, that's where I would want to see uh, Bill and yeah. Ted. Like project that out on the backyard. I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm uh, I'm pretty sure Bill and Ted will be safe. Like the trick is, is I can't really be projecting movies that uh, language is 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 one thing. And I'm sure Bill and Ted the will neighbors, be probably pretty safe. Yeah visuals you kind of got to be careful but again i'm pretty sure bill and ted will be 100 percent safe so yeah i'm gonna if the weather holds that's what i'm i'm gonna do nice. i'm gonna set that up again and we'll we'll watch it on the like i said it's um it's not fancy but it's two times as big as the <laughs> big ass future screen i've got in my living room and yeah. it's uh, cooler so you gotta you gotta see things on the big screen you gotta see i mean that's yeah. that's kind of it's a good segue into our next news item here, uh, mm. talking about Richard Edlund. You know the the experience segue. of going to see the movies. Uh, there there are technical reasons that movies have the effect uh, on us that they do, and um, you know if you're sitting in your living room, yes, you have a state of the art. Uh, 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 o uh, LED screen and a 9.1 Atmos surround system and uh, your own uh, gourmet popcorn, um, but you also have your smartphone in your hand and you're distracted and uh, yeah. you, you know there's uh, there's certain things that that you don't get and and just having an audience around you the reactions and the sort of uh, the tension uh, go see a, a, a thriller with uh, an audience. And th- that stress is in the room. The uh, psychomagnetic uh, atmosphere is changing in there, if you will. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's just 
I, I love seeing movies on the big screen. I will still, uh, when my daughter was very little, I will go see movies first thing in the morning before people wake up. Uh, that was what I used to do. I'd grab a cup of coffee and I'd go see whatever the, the latest release was. Um, how, so, do you, how do you do that? Is that an LA thing? Like, yeah. Are there early LA? There's, yeah, there's usually like a, a 7, 8, 9 a.m. screenings, what? especially like on the big when like Avengers comes out, there's always a first thing in the morning screening. And it's usually myself and all of the senior citizens, which is kind of a, a trick. <sighs> but, um, well, one more reason that I can't wait for uh, old age. Yeah. Come hey, on, old age. Come on, old age. Uh, but so, uh, yeah, so, uh, speaking of the, the technical, uh, aspects of filmmaking, uh, the engineering of it all, um, Richard Edlund, uh, mm-hmm. who, uh, co-founder of boss films, uh, visual effects, special effects genius who worked on, uh, Ghostbusters 2010, uh, alien three, uh, countless films, including his time at, uh, ILM, you know, working on, uh, the, the original star Wars trilogy, uh, plus some, um, is being recognized by his peers uh, as uh, so. Uh, Simpty, what's the best way to? Uh, so if if you're familiar with filmmaking at all, uh, and you know time code or you know color bars and slates, uh, you will always inevitably see uh, the Simpty time code or the Simpty uh, color bars. Um, and it's what the standards? That, so they're, they're, they're they're the keepers of the metaphorical seconds and yeah it's like the, what's the, announced for the, the film stone cutters of, <laughs> of yes. filmmaking so it's it's the society let me see if i get this right the society of motion picture television engineers s-m-p-t-e simpty yeah um but anyway so they're kind of like the keepers of like you say uh when we make the jump to 4k they're the ones who figure out the specifications that everybody uh works toward uh when everybody decides that we're going to film uh, digital at 23976 uh, time code uh, are the people that do that um, so uh, it is a big honor uh, to be recognized by them obviously because they're kind of these keepers of, of the technology and uh, Richard Edlin is getting their highest honor this year uh, unfortunately it's happening through uh, telecommunications on a live stream, he's not able to go and, and have his peers recognize him in person. Um, but it is still a, a big honor nonetheless. Uh, and he's becoming, I, I believe the term that they used in the article in Variety was like an honorary member. Uh, so yes. it's, he, he, he is the society of engineers. He is one of the people that has dictated these things. Uh, also like Reed Hastings, who uh, invented Netflix and a couple other people are being recognized at the same time. Uh, Nat- Nat- Natalie Calmus? Oh, yes. Yeah, that's right. Who is getting there. That was the other. It tickled me in the article. They, they had the the, the Simpty medal until somebody said, that's really sucky branding. And they said, fine, we'll call it the Technicolor. This is the first year they're calling it the Technicolor medal. <laughs> but uh, Natalie Calmus, what to say? Uh, instrumental. Oh, boy, this is a real posthumous because she passed away in 1965. Yeah. Instrumental in the development of the Technicolor process and worked on more than 400 films, yeah. including The Wizard of Oz as its color director. So I mean, that's, mm-hmm. uh, again, you, you think of the... You think of the the leaps and bounds that filmmaking has made from you know the the the, the jazz singer and and the first like talkies and then moving into color and then moving into a uh, three dimensional uh, projection or moving into four K or laser digital projection, 
um, you know, uh, if if you were to put a finger on the people that were uh, instrumental of the the films that you watch today, even if you are watching films with special effects that are done in computers, uh, it is the ILM crew, specifically Richard Edlund and John Dykstra and yeah. Dennis Muren and uh, uh, John Knoll and and that. That team. All those guys that, yeah, anybody who invented something for special effects, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, they, they had to build the cameras. Uh, John Dykstra had to build the Dykstra Flex camera for Star Wars. Uh, they didn't have motion control cameras by then. They, they were building them specifically for the film. So, um, you know, it's, it's very cool for Richard to be getting this uh, rec- recognition. Um, and particularly with uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, just to kind of put a good bookend on here, where we know that they are specifically trying to hearken back to the techniques and, and the visuals and yeah. uh, ev- everything that made Ghostbusters so unique uh, back then. Uh, it's, it's very cool reading, that he's getting this award. Yeah, I'm reading some of the other awards, and actually it reads, it's almost like real-life Xbox Achievements, <laughs> it really is. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody's getting the camera origination and imaging medal. Uh, uh, the what is it? What was the other one there? The archival technology medal and the workflow systems medal. Yeah, it's, wait, wait. I mean, it's all. It's, I finished a movie. Ten points. Xbox points. But, for, but the, the workflow again. <laughs> when you're thinking about if you're if you're shooting a yeah. movie in 4K or higher, you're using these giant digital files, and they're yeah. shooting for six months on some films. Um, I am, I am not mocking the stuff behind them. I'm just I'm just kind of uh, I'm just. It's very literal. The awards they're giving out are very specific to the areas of the technology that uh, yeah. the people are being recognized for. And and sad. Uh, <laughs> Sadly, it is when you watch the Oscars, it's all of the awards that they give out uh, the night before that they do that quick little montage of, you know, best achievement in. Uh, but uh, regardless, I mean, these these are the people that are instrumental in, in films, uh, in addition to the directors and the actors and the creatives uh, that, that create the film. So um, yeah. our, our tip of the cap to Richard, and uh, hopefully he's able to enjoy that uh from from a beach far away, uh, which is probably his mo lately, is uh, just taking it easy. So good, good for you, Richard. Um, what else do we have uh, in terms of news? The oh, I mean, it's not technically news. Let's come back to that. We'll just we'll knock out the the kind of Ghostbusters news, and then we'll come back to it. But so the uh, Ghostbusters novelizations, there was that uh, that combination Ghostbusters Ghostbusters two uh, paperback that was just recently released. Uh, the reissue reprinting. Um, and audible now has audio, um, audiobook versions that you can listen to as well. Uh, so if, uh, you want to revisit the novelizations of Ghostbusters or Ghostbusters two, but you're on the go, mm-hmm. uh, you're commuting, you're back to, uh, working your nine to five, uh, you have, you just go into your audible account and you can be listening to those now. Yes. There's, there's, there's very particular times when in, in the Stewart household, I, have to suck up to my wife for her Audible account. <laughs> and is this, have, this has to be one of them. It has this to be. Is, this is one of them. It's just one of those times where I'm kind of like, I can't get the thing on my thing? Oh. No. I'd be curious. I don't know who the narrator is. I'd be curious to hear what the narrator is like uh, that's reading. I would, but, too. Um, so uh, check check those out. And uh, pick up, I hear really good things about the, uh, the paperback novelizations, too. Um, so if you don't already have those in hand, that's a good way to, uh, to grab Neither those. of them is by Milne. No, so do not get the Milne. That, every time that comes up on social media, I, I just, 
I feel I feel like I have to tag you in it. I have to just CC you into whatever the thread <laughs> happens to be and just let you have a just a moment. Um, <laughs> but uh, so uh, so yeah, so check that out. Um, and then merch wise, uh, we'll we'll probably have some more news next week on on some other stuff that uh, is is coming up. But uh, the only other thing to mention is that we have Hug Reitman merch available for people now. Uh, yes, a big surprise. Uh, we did kind of uh, allude to it a couple weeks ago, but um, Derek Wetter of of Wetter and Company helped us design a Goonies inspired uh, Hug Reitman. Uh, I mean, it's, it's everything now we got, uh, Hugger Reitman, the t-shirt, Hugger Reitman, the mug, Hugger Reitman, the <laughs> flamethrower. Uh, it would, uh, it would, they, the only way they could be improved is if it's said somewhere is, you know, Asterix do not actually attempt to hug <laughs> Ivan Reitman, but yes. you know, that just adds to the cost. Please do not. I mean, hug them in your hearts. Uh, if, if we want to steal from the, uh, Japanese scream in your hearts, uh, please, well, uh, well, as you pointed out, it was legally dubious even before a pandemic. So uh, please yes, stay yes. away from my- now. Now it is just, it is just showing our love, uh, for, for the Reitman family. Um, 2020, 2021, we'll release the line of stay away from <laughs> Ivan Reitman merchandise. <laughs> Our legally bound cease and desist <laughs> order would like us to tell you, please stop approaching Our anybody with an Advise us to oh, sell you man. this shirt. No, it's again, it's just to, to, to show that you love the guys, uh, that you're appreciative of, of what uh, the family is doing. Uh, and and the best part is that it also applies to Catherine. If you love working uh, moms, uh, if you... Uh, it's just it's it's kind of awesome. I just I like the fact that it's just a, a pos- something positive, man. Hugging and showing love okay sure even though don't physically hug anybody right now just keep your distance especially poor ivan and jason hug him yeah uh (laughs) maxwell sorry i have to finish the commercial or nobody knows or yeah you got to get to the the stinger um so (laughs) well if i cut it off early i just sound crazy rather than slightly unhinged and (laughs) that's just will never do oh my apologies good to the last drop Thanks, Maxwell House. Uh, but uh, yeah, so check that out. It's on our Etsy shop or go to ghostbustershq.net uh, slash shop to uh, pick those up. So um, our thanks to Derek Wetter. He's a, a really great graphic designer. Check out his, um, I believe it's Wetter and Co. on Instagram uh, doing some cool stuff with uh, minimalist uh, movie tributes right now. Um, he's, he's a good guy. Speaking of, I mean, with Chogren on the show, got to talk about the the artists uh, involved here. Um and then the last thing I had for us, Chris, before we introduce our special guest is the On the Rocks trailer. Did you watch that? It just, it, it came out today as we're recording this. I don't know if yes. you've had a chance. I did. I'm, uh, I, I'll take it. Um. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I mean, the Beastie Boys, you and I have talked about this before. Like I wanted to watch the Beastie Boys documentary and I was like, eh, maybe that's what I'll use my seven day trial for Apple Plus on. Uh, now that I see this trailer, I'm like, I'm going to be paying for Apple Plus, aren't I? Yeah, it's it's worked out because at the monthly price, the first month was the trial. I watched the Beastie Boys, and then I was debating about like there's some other stuff on there that looks pretty good, but nothing yeah. that was just gotta. I mean, I got these other services that have gotta watch now stuff on it, and then they put out Greyhound. Oh, that's right. Like, Greyhounds on Apple. Yeah. Watched it. That that was that was that was worth the the subscription for the. I I live in a in. I'm of an age where I measure things in terms of what we used to spend at Blockbuster. 
to rent something. Yeah, um, good point. Yeah, the, the so, four ninety nine uh, rental that went yeah. up to seven ninety nine. Uh, yeah. So in in my head, if per month I spend, uh, you know, I see one movie on a service and I spend, you know, seven bucks or whatever. Fair You're enough. Getting your rental's like, worth. Yeah, totally. And I, I listen to people, oh, I have all these services. It's like, you used to rent four movies a weekend <laughs> per month. Yeah, That's you spent your 20 bucks every Friday night. Yeah. Um, but so if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, On the Rocks is the new Bill Murray, uh, Rashida Jones film uh, that is directed by Sofia Coppola. It is now the third film they've done, right? Lost in Translation, Very Murray Christmas, and then this would be their third. They haven't done anything else besides that, have they? No, I don't think so. Um, but uh, always, always delightful because uh, it's. I mean, it's always kind of Bill Murray playing himself uh, to a certain extent. You know, uh, uh, yeah. Bob, Bob, and Lost in Translation is very just Bill Murray being Bill Murray to a certain extent. I, I feel. Okay, here's the thing about Bill Murray that no documentary has done, and they should is that Bill Murray, much like a lot of. A lot of actors who are, oh, how do I put this? Like Tom Cruise is always Tom Cruise, right? Even yeah. when even when he tries to head off like into uncharted territory, like Tropical Thunder and all that, it's still Tom Cruise. It's still Tom thing, Cruise. Right? Yeah, the persona it, can't uh, overcome the character. He can't suppress yeah. it, right? But but what what makes it is that is is the people that they're doing it with. So what about Bob is, yeah, it's Bill Murray being Bill Murray in, you know, in a certain way, but it was made by, you know, the fact that he's in there with Richard Dreyfuss, right? Yeah. Uh, quick change because Gina Davis and, you know, Randy Quaid and all that. And I'm not, I'm not saying that it's, it's not because of Bill Murray, but what I mean is, is Bill Murray, it's this huge source of energy and then kind of it all comes together and takes on its unique flavor well, by who he's playing yeah. with. So Rashida Jones, I'm like, Yeah. I mean, it, it makes yeah, it makes a whole lot of sense. I, I, I mean, the only reason that I kind of go in that direction is because in in a very Murray Christmas, he is quite literally playing himself. Well, the, but a heightened yes, version of himself, very much so. Are we sure about that? I'm. Uh, well, you, li- you listen to the stories about Bill Murray out and about, and I'm not sure how heightened a very Murray Christmas was. Let's uh, just I guess be that's honest. true. Yeah, that um, may be baseline Murray right there. That that might be inspired by something that Sofia Coppola knows about him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but um, so anyway, so the, the film is is sort of it follows uh, Bill Murray and his daughter Rashida Jones, uh, and she suspects that her husband is cheating on uh, her while he goes on these business trips and. Uh, you know, in true Bill Murray fashion, he's like, well, let's follow him. Let's go on the business trip and let's, let's trail him. <laughs> and, uh, looks like a good, uh, father daughter bonding, uh, film. And, uh, was, she, was Rashida Jones in, she was in Murray, Murray Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. She was the, uh, so that the must bride. Be, yeah. Um, she was the bride that got, uh, uh, yes. uh, that they end up seeing. I saw the light. Um, it was so her I think and, it, and Jason Schwartzman. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think anybody's mentioned it then, but that feels a lot like this movie grew out of that special. Yeah, yeah. F- and and finding people that you love working with. And we know that, I know Sofia Coppola is friends with Rashida Jones because uh, I think it's like her and Anne Hathaway and Jenny Lewis, they all kind of run in the same circles. And um, mm. But uh, so at any rate, uh, On the Rocks will be uh, out on uh, Apple TV Plus. Um, shoot, uh, soon, right? September, I think it said. 
I wish I would have put uh, it yeah. in our, our notes here, but it's it's like right around the corner. Uh, one of those like, hey, here's a trailer for a movie that's coming in a couple of weeks. So something to uh, to look forward to. Uh, no, it says October 2020. October. Okay. I I mean, still still somewhat close. Yeah. In in the scheme of pandemic things right now, October seems really close. Um, but man, uh, she's got a lot of famous cousins. Uh, a few, yeah, a few. That's what happens when Nicholas you're... Cage, Jason Schwartzman. Come on, that's uh, you, yeah, Francis Ford Actually, Coppola, Talia Shire. Like uh, yeah. everybody, they're all. That's that you. Yeah. If you're Sofia Coppola, you're you're doing okay. There's actually um, an entry on Wikipedia called the Coppola family tree. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, um, but uh, at any rate, so yeah, so check that out uh, in October then. Um, well, let's, let's do it. Let's, uh, let's bring in our, our special guest Chogren because I have a feeling we're going to want to talk to him for, for quite some time here. So mm-hmm. uh, here we go on to the interview. Hey, Alice, I'm going to ask you a couple of standard questions. Okay. Do you believe in UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, the Loch Ness Monster, and the theory of Atlantis? What are you supposed to be, some kind of a cosmonaut? What has that got to do with it? Back off, I'm a scientist. All right, everybody, we are so excited. This is somebody who we have wanted to have on the show for quite some time now, and uh, we have finally been able to uh, make the schedules and the planets align. Uh, we are currently joined by Joseph Game, but you probably know him out there as Chogren, uh, artist extraordinaire, uh, animator. Uh, he's the, the man toy behind... Maker. Yeah, toy I was going to say, the man behind Guillermo del Toro's favorite action figure, I would imagine. Um, but uh, how, how are you doing, Chogren? How are things? Oh, that's good, good. Thank you. That's actually the first time I've been introduced as Guillermo del Toro's favorite action figure, so that's, uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, you no, pictures. He was smiling. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, well, I'm, I'm great, guys. I'm very honored to be here on the on this show. Um, I've been a fan. I've been following uh, Chris on Proton Charging and Troy on Ghostbusters Headquarters for a while. I diehard Ghostbusters fan all my life, so just uh, tickled pink to be to be on the show. Oh man, well your your flattery will get you everywhere. Welcome to the show. We're going to give you a full two hours now. Uh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe for people who are not familiar, um, uh, tell us about your background. I mean, obviously you've been in the fan community for, for some time now. Um, and what, what are some of the art pieces that they may know you from and uh, where, whereabouts have you been uh, contacting and communicating with fans? Uh, in the Ghostbusters community, I think I was part of the message boards, boards early on. Um, that's actually... Well, I guess my story will lead into the art. <laughs> um, that's actually how I did this art show. Uh, the most most well known thing that I'm known for, I think, Ghostbusters and art, Ghostbusters related and art related, is when I did this uh, art show uh, back in 2010, and I was able to uh, rope in uh, a replica Ecto One and Ernie Hudson <laughs> to uh, to wow. to the premiere of a show to to the premiere of a show called the 3G Show, which was a tribute. I was trying to come up with like a, some kind of gimmick where I could pay tribute to three of my favorite movies, which were all started with the letter G. It's uh, uh, Ghostbusters, Gremlins, and Goonies. And obviously, uh, I mean, uh, biased, I, Ghostbusters is my favorite movie, so I was just looking for an excuse to do a, some kind of Ghostbusters art show. So um, before, before you know, before the 30th anniversary show where you could dedicate a whole show to just one movie, you know, um, 
so because of the because I knew of like the fan base and the and I knew about the message boards and stuff like that, it was really easy for me to just kind of reach out into the community and be like, "Hey, I live in Burbank. Uh, anybody in the LA area own an Ecto One?" And of course, somebody has an Ecto One. But I mean, back then, I was just kind of like, uh, you know, I hope and. Um, Actually, like three, three or four different people reached out, and um, I ended up using uh, Brian Fears uh, Ecto One uh, for that for that show, uh, and he drove all the way from San Diego um, out and picked me up at Cartoon Network. It was freaking awesome. Uh, everybody for everybody from the studio came out to pictures, and it was it was really really endearing because not only did they pick me up in the Ecto One, as soon as I was ready to get in the car, R- Brian wouldn't let me in the car without putting a jumpsuit on first so I literally he literally gave me a jumpsuit they were on the curbside waiting for me I, I went back into Cartoon Network like into a bathroom put on a jumpsuit that thankfully fit, fit me <laughs> and I, then we went out and to pick up Ernie Hudson and you know that uh, that night it was my first LA art show so I was like kind of biting my nails and like we were running almost like an hour late but when we picked up Ernie and we were on our way I could not like I just was like I don't care where we go <laughs> for, for, for the rest of the night I could miss my entire art show I'm writing in an Ecto-1 with one of the original Ghostbusters like nothing nothing can right now like ruin this moment wow. so that after that basically that was kind of like uh, you know, I was flying on cloud nine for the rest of the night. I, like, it, it was, it was great that Ernie, you know, uh, stayed at the event, like uh, talked with the artist. It was honestly, it was surreal. Like, I don't remember much of the night uh, uh, after that. So, but uh, yeah, this is actually the first time I've actually been, I've revisited a little bit of that story and been able to kind of share with the Ghostbusters community. So thank you. That's, that's amazing. Uh, I know Brian's Ecto well, and I'm glad that it made it all the way from San Diego up to Burbank because it is notoriously breaking down all the time. Oh, and that's one of the reasons we were late is because it broke down. It broke down on the way from San Diego to Burbank, and then we were having problems in picking up Ernie because of traffic. Ah, how so, funny! Uh, yeah, and um, I know, and I know, and I know. Uh, I should also mention Sean Bishop. Sean Bishop, uh, I met him that night as well because he actually took in his. Even though there was no Back to the Future theme, uh, he brought his DeLorean anyway. So we had an Ecto One and a DeLorean. Wow. Um, so yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty sweet. So that's yeah. amazing. That's awesome. I I remember that show too. And uh, am I making this up? Didn't you have? Was it? Was this at the same show? You had like a little mini booklet that was kind of like a play on the Ghostbusters logos. Was that at that show or? Oh no, that was actually a different the, one. A different one. A couple of years. That later, was later. But, okay. Uh, and that and for that one, I got uh, Sean to show up with his Ecto. So that's when I was just kind of like, man, I'm like just going through my Rolodex of Ectos. I'm like, which one am I going to pick now? <laughs> Who is my new favorite? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, you know, was uh, just to like since we're on the subject, it was really, really sweet last year um not only to uh meet uh chris in person uh, and i'm sorry i missed you at the ghostbusters event but um it was really really sweet to see brian um and eric um and sean like the the two these guys that like you know had this amazing kind of like you know experience with like 10 years before and we all kind of were like in the same place like you know just uh, I don't know. It was just, it was surreal and it was, it was just really beautiful. It was kind of like a little mini reunion. So it was great seeing those guys. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even know. Was I there? I, I can't remember anymore. It's, <laughs> I, I, I would hope so. <laughs> That's probably why you didn't see me because I vanished. Um, yeah. 
but uh, evaporated technically. If, if, yes, exactly. All of my water weight was gone. Um, <laughs> but that's awesome. So, uh, what uh, what have you been working on lately? Um, well, you know, from the last 10 years, I've been working in the animation industry. So that's kind of like my, uh, my bread and butter, my nine to five. And, uh, after that I go to the bad cave and, uh, create, uh, you know, whatever crazy event or project I'm working on right now for the last 10 years, I kind of curated art shows that kind of gave me a lot of access to different contacts, different, um, gave me kind of uh space to experiment with my artwork and that kind of led me into making toys um and now i'm kind of sort of just kind of in a weird way harvesting uh my my connections and the the, and the projects that i did from art shows and now making them into kind of giving them a second life so um the guillermo the guillermo toy actually came from one of my art shows it was a like a proto it was just kind of sort of like a one-off tribute that i designed and a friend of mine sculpted and um guillermo actually bought the prototype and it's at his bleak house so five years go by and um i'm trying to kind of get my first vinyl toy made with different companies and they were i kind of just sent them here's a bunch of things that i have you know sculpted already in my style and they were like oh yeah let's make the guillermo one and I don't want to say it was as easy as that, but I think sometimes when you have kind of like an inventory of work or things that you already have done, sometimes it helps kind of, you know, give them a different life or have, you know, other people enjoy it as well. Yeah. Wait, can, wait, uh, I, I need to pause you. Have you been to the Bleak House? I have. Yes. What? Dude. gorgeous. <laughs> oh, I'm so it's, jealous. After going there, it became I was like I can never go to Disneyland. Anymore. It's just like that. That was that was like I you literally when you walk into that house, it was just like it. It made me feel better as a hoarder, or I guess I should say collection collection uh, aficionado. Um, you literally walk into one of the doors and like like Gary Oldman's like Dracula helmet is like there on the floor. I could have kicked it. Oh, <laughs> you know, man. like like everything everything was like curated and organized in a specific way. But I could have eased. I was just like so. Like every five seconds, I was I was scared. I was going to step on something, or I was going to break something. Uh, and is it, it there's like a rain room too? Doesn't he have a room where it's just always thunderstorming and raining? Yes, he has a room like that's. Ex- if you ever been to the Tiki Room in Disneyland, it's exactly like that. It, wow. it has like uh, it can do thunder and like rain, like and you know all the all the special effects. So yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty nice. And all it, there is something Ghostbusters related. He had like this area at the entrance. Uh, well, I guess maybe I shouldn't describe too much, but he had like an area where he basically would get like new mail, and he had just gotten like um, that Hot Wheels came out with that Ecto one that came with the four Ghostbusters, um, like miniature. Yeah, it was like they are all like looking up. Oh. So he had just gotten that that, and there was a part of me I'm like, do you really need that? Can I take that for myself? <laughs> um and uh but yeah that was that was pretty cool um and uh he's somebody that i've admired for the last couple years um a lot just because um growing up in south america you kind of you know paranormal stuff and and you know just kind of like spooky stuff that you know if you would talk about it here in the states people would just kind of raise an eyebrow but you know if you say like oh you know i saw my dead grandmother last night in south america people are like oh okay 
you know, like it's kind of like no, no, no big deal. So a lot of his stories, I feel like, um, kind of sort of, uh, um, you know, go on that subject matter and things like that. I can, you know, in a way, in a way, I feel like he's making that palette accessible to the rest of the world and hope, and you know, in, in a weird way, paving the road for other, you know, um, not just Latino artists, but other, you know, spooky or kooky artists to kind of have a career as well. So. Yeah, horror has to be uh, kind of cultivated otherwise. Yes. You know, comedy and all that kind of just keeps rolling, drama keeps rolling, but it seems like horror needs to be tended by generation to generation in yes. order to keep keep inspiring new kids coming up. Yeah, yeah, and that's, you know, that's why I don't want to say it drives me nuts, but sometimes when people just, like, you know, name Ghostbusters as an SNL, like, comedy, I'm like, uh, yeah, it's it's really way more than that. <laughs> But because it has so many awesome horror horror elements, and um, it's almost very Lovecraftian in a way, but with comedy. <laughs> so, but yeah, sorry, a weird side side comment. No, no, no. Well, I mean, this is kind of this. Yeah, Go that's ahead, what we that's do. What that's, that's what, what we do. That's what we're here for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. I had to remind myself. <laughs> Well, so, so tell me, so, uh, you, you were awesome and you sent over this awesome, uh, bio where you talked about, uh, you know, gr- growing up in South America and b- tell, tell us some of that. Um, and that's, that's kind of, that's what your podcast is, right? That's, uh, you've got a podcast where you're talking about these experiences. Yeah. I was a guest on the untold hour podcast, which is a podcast by Jessica Chobat and, uh, Andrew Bowser. They used to be on Nerdist and now they've kind of sort of like made it its own thing. And, uh, for the most part, they talk about paranormal experiences and I just kind of went on and talked about like, um, really my paranormal, um, uh, I guess childhood kind of started when one of my first experiences, my grandmother had just passed away and I saw her spirit, um, almost like I think the day of, um, and it wasn't a scary experience. It was kind of very calming. And from what I remember, um, it was just kind of, she was giving, she was assuring me that, you know, everything was going to be fine and it was going to be okay. So I was actually kind of like, I was obviously I was sad, but there was a part of me that was also kind of calm that she was uh, she was gone, and I remember my my dad was kind of a mess uh, at the time, and I just kind of sort of like he told me I guess I don't remember he told me that me as a kid I told him yeah like everything's gonna be fine. Grandma told me that everything's gonna be fine, so so it was it was weird for like a little kid to be you know comforting his parent you know whose uh, parent had just passed away, yeah. so. Um, and you know, I I don't remember like I'm trying to really think how I got into Ghostbusters, but I think that those kind of experiences, um, that that experience that I had, and maybe like tuning into TV because we had cable and stuff like that, I just latched onto that. And I remember I was like, a, I must have been a Ghostbuster for like three Halloweens in a row <laughs> until you know the turtle, the turtles, the turtles came in. Uh, so curse the turtles. Yeah. Yeah, those pesky turtles. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, basically, Ghostbusters. I Ghostbusters for me has like you know a lot of people say like oh you know for me it's Star Wars and yeah for me it's just it's it's Ghostbusters for me Ghostbusters was kind of like my childhood. It was cartoons. It was toys. It was a it was you know and for a lot of us it's a way of life you know. So my sis, I I'm, I swear to God like every time I t- I call my sister we either find some kind of we're talking about something we find some kind of like 
quote or something from either one or two that we're like we interject into the conversation so it's kind of like a like a bible and i'm sure you guys find yourself find yourself doing that stuff all the time too um anyways uh fast forward uh, when I was kind of in my coming of age uh, period, when I was 13, this was a time we were we we're going to leave Ecuador and move to the States. And Ghostbusters kind of became uh, like, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, comfort food. Because I was going through this really traumatic experience of um, leaving basically my fam- like the life that I had known be- behind and starting a new life. It was basically like going from from one planet to another, you know, even though I had grown up with an American mother and I had visited the States a lot, it was just very, it felt very definitive to be like, Oh no, you're going to be going to a new home. This is going to be your new home in the States now. And I just remember that, uh, finding Ghostbusters websites like Proton Charging and uh, Bill Emko's, uh, you know, Ghostbusters, I think, .net. Um, the homepage, you know, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and finding, and finding uh, Norm Gagnon's uh, Proton Pack plans and all this stuff. Like, I, you know, I literally made myself like a little Ghostbusters Bible and I just like downloaded and printed all that stuff. I still have it till this day. Like, it's, it's just like everything just kind of folded and jammed into it. But I would just building props um and doing that kind of stuff and i remember even like discovering that extreme ghostbusters existed so i latched onto that i was like oh my god new ghostbusters um so yeah it was kind of sort of like what kind of kept me busy and like i guess from not being super depressed (laughs) during that time i guess i guess like when you're 13 like you don't really get like i guess depressed depressed but you kind of it was kind of a it was it was a nice distraction um and i think what i needed during that time so it's it's always it's always going to have a soft spot um in my heart uh ghostbusters in general when does yeah. that i'm gonna yeah go ahead chris i was gonna say i still plan on retiring one day and, and writing the book on uh how kids 11 to 13 get find some pop culture thing that kind of i don't know it kind of replaces the teddy bear they had as a kid you can't have a teddy yeah. bear anymore so you yeah. glom onto this pop culture thing like yeah. a band or a book or a movie and it yes kind of creates this weird pop culture kernel that you kind of grow out from yeah i mean i think that have to, that was I'm my experience write down the teddy bear thing that was pretty the teddy bear, that was pretty good yeah but I've, a lot of people have like because that was my experience too i was really into ghostbusters turtles came along was really into turtles and then uh, everything kind of fell away and then revisited, you know, back in, it was probably like junior high school, uh, going back to Ghostbusters. Like you were saying, you just latch back on to that, uh, that, that comfort food, that comfort blanket, so to speak. Um, and that's about the time that I hit, uh, Bill Amco's, uh, site and, um, uh, you know, through dial up internet had started, uh, discovering that there were other people that liked this thing that I was like, Oh, I'm the only goofball that listens to the ghostbuster soundtrack on my Walkman. Nobody else still does this, right? This was back in the eighties. <laughs> Um, yeah, you you want to hear you want to hear what's funny is that I used to when I was in Ecuador I didn't have access like to like the soundtracks or anything so the closest thing we could come to finding the Ghostbusters theme song was the Billboard hits of 1984 wow. and I would like I would have to listen to like you know like I don't want to say I had to listen to Tina Turner's What's Love Got to Do with It <laughs> but um, that was the song right before you know Ghostbusters I think was like literally almost like the either, it was either the first song or the last song on that uh, album but it was also kind of a good way for me to discover or I guess revisit uh, 80 songs that I uh, kind of grew up with oh, that's so funny um, 
that, yeah, I, but I, I, I also, I also tortured my my, my little brother and sister. I, I guess you shouldn't say tortured, but I just kind of was like, I was the older brother. I was like, all right, you guys are gonna like this stuff as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, uh, so I was gonna ask the 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 tape that you were listening to that was the Hollywood hits of the '80s or the CD. Uh, was it also the original artists, or was it one of those like cover band compilation things? Because that's what I had was like the whatever the spooky sounds from the Hallmark store that had all of the like Monster Mash and Ghostbusters, and for the longest oh. time that was the only version of the Ghostbusters theme that I had. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say it was going to be the Chipmunk version, <laughs> the but, Chipmunk version, uh, <laughs> the California Raisins <laughs> version of Ghostbusters. It was really I, surreal. I just discovered. Well, first of all, to answer your question, it was no, it was actually the original artist. Thank, thank God. Um, but you know, there's a charm to those covers, right? I think sometimes, like, it's a way to to appreciate like different takes. I actually now I'm like on this like kick of like finding all these like all these different versions. Like the other day, I found like a like Cuban jazz version of the Ghostbusters <laughs> theme. I was like, this is awesome. Oh wait, I and think, then, I think uh, I've heard that. Is that on Spotify? I think I just heard that like the other day. It's like kind of a Samba yes. beat kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That. Yeah. And then my favorite one that I just like, I just lose it. I start laughing so hard is the, I think it's like, the spooky hamsters or something something <laughs> hamsters sing go specials and they're like something strange is going on here and i was like oh my god this is amazing and i just i lo- i just i just literally put it on loop and i just love it listening to the beginning because they're just talking nonsense and then they start singing the song oh man so, so yeah. where where did your love of ghostbusters and your art start sort of intersecting was it at about that time when you moved to the states uh, and you were you know 12 13 years old or was it before that yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually have a funny story. I remember, um, was it BKN Kids uh, was playing? Used to play uh, Extreme, and uh, they have this contest where, like, uh, enter a contest with your own design, and you could be made like basically an incidental, you know, like into. I think it was Extreme Ghostbusters. Obviously, I didn't I didn't win, but um, I remember that was kind of my what you know. I don't want to say it was one of my first times trying to like kind of draw. Like, I was already drawing a lot of Ghostbusters fan art. There was this. There's this guy who drew, who wrote like his own Ghostbusters um, three script, and I drew like almost like a story, like a really terrible storyboard for that. So, and then like I remember for science projects at school, like you know to explain like uh, protons and all this stuff, I would always try to like use Ghostbusters as an excuse, just just an excuse to draw something Ghostbusters related. So that was, I mean, like fan art and stuff like that was always kind of going on. And then when I went to art school, um, you know, uh, learn the rules and then break them. And I, I kind of sort of, when I graduated the pop cultures, um, art gallery scene was really big kind of in the LA. Um, I wasn't in LA, but I, you know, because of the internet, you read everything. And I was kind of thinking, I was like, Oh, awesome. Like, I was at Philadelphia at the time and I was like, I'll just do that. But here in Philly and thankfully found a awesome spot where called brave new world comics where in old city, Philadelphia, where those guys just kind of for one summer, they just let me do whatever I wanted. And, um, and that's kind of sort of like where it became kind of like a little checklist of like all the things that I, I, it was basically an excuse for me to draw my favorite things, you know, for my portfolio. And then,
then I and like I always envisioned like I'm like man I'm like someday I would love to just do a solo show and most of the pieces be like Ghostbusters pieces like you know like I already imagine like a melting marshmallow man like all, all this like you know like stuff that when you walk into a gallery you see but I just imagine like everything kind of like ghost ghostbusterfied so <laughs> so I was just like okay I'm like that's gonna be my peak pop culture goal is to do a solo Ghostbusters art show so um, you know eventually I got invited to uh, art events like Crazy for Cult uh, which is run by Gallery 1988 and for most of those shows it was basically kind of like draw your favorite movie and for a lot of those events I would just always kind of revert back to Ghostbusters so I have one or two pieces um, I always kind of go back to the logo uh, which is why in um, twenty, I think twenty sixteen, I dedicated a whole a whole show to just like the No Ghost logo because I just you know it's a thing I th- think a lot of us fans like. Someday I would love to just make um, almost like a, just a little collection for myself of all the awesome movie logos like you know the Jurassic Park one goes there as well and you know something stuff that that's really iconic and at the time I had also I think. Um, Sadly, uh, Michael C. Gross had passed away, and I wanted to do something kind of like in tribute to him as well. Um, and so I just kind of decided it would be fun to just kind of do a whole event of just different interpretations of the Ghostbusters logo. Um, since there's already, you know, there's already so many within the Ghostbusters community for different states, for different, um, uh, you know, uh, franchises and stuff, I was like, oh, we need to just kind of go crazy with it. So. That's uh man. I mean, it, 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 talk about the right place at the right time. Yeah, that crazy for cult show. I'm trying to was it was that the piece that you did that was Stay Puffed? I'm trying to remember. Again, yeah, you, you can tell my memory was, is awful at this point. I'm so sorry. No, but. no, no. It's okay. No, it's a it's totally cool. Now for the 3G show that I did um, where Ernie showed up, I just did, I just did a Stay Puff. That one was one of those ev- events where I sadly was I spent too much time organizing the event and not enough time on my own artwork, which <laughs> happened, a lot, happened a lot in a lot of events, uh, which is one of the reasons I kind of stopped doing them. But for, for then, then when it was just events that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in charge of and I was just being invited as an artist, that's usually when I kind of like, I, ha- I feel like I did some of my better pieces. And I did this one for one of the crazy for cults that was, um, it was just like tape off in the m- middle and the four Ghostbusters like on each corner. Uh, kind of blasting him and like revealing Gozer in the middle. So, right, that's right. I, you know, you know, it's something that's funny. As an adult, I grew up later. I was thinking, I was like, oh yeah, like you know, we think it's Stay Puff that, but they're really fighting Gozer, you know, like in Stay Puff form. So yeah. it's it's pretty cool. So what uh, what's what's keeping you busy during the uh, during this whole stay at home right now? I mean, you're you're still doing animation work from home, I'd imagine, right? But are you working on pieces? Are you putting together future projects, future uh, showings, galleries, anything that's that's uh, in the works? Well, it's funny you ask that, Troy. Um, <laughs> I'm actually working on. Um I'm actually working on a Ghostbusters show that will coincide with uh, the Ghostbusters Afterlife movie in March of next year. Oh, nice. Um, you, I'll give you the exclusive scoop the first time that this is coming out. Um, <laughs> it's going to be called Yes, Have Some, a Ghostbusters <laughs> tribute art show, which I'm sure the Yes, Have Some guys in the podcast <laughs> I was going to say, I can hear Craig seething right now. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know them, but they seem like rad people, and uh, you know I would love to have them come cover the event as well. So um, yeah, so yes, have some. It's going to be uh, all Ghostbusters franchises. All you know, all are welcome. Um, Extreme Ghostbusters. If, if nobody got that, it's a Poltergeist reference. Um, uh, uh, Extreme Ghostbusters, the video game one and two. Uh, answer the call. Afterlife. Um, although Afterlife, I guess there's not going to be many pieces since there hasn't. I'm, I'm so thankful that Jason Reitman hasn't put a lot of trailers or leaked a lot of things out there. Um, and uh, what else? And yeah, all the cartoons, everything, uh, even the IDW uh, comics. So nice. Oh, that's cool. And that, so that'll be March uh, here here in Los Angeles. Is that the plan or? Still figuring yeah, that out. It's, uh, it's going to be at Sugarman Gallery in Pasadena. Um, that area is pretty cool. It has a lot of uh, Back to the Future locations, and uh, I think the gallery is literally right next to the Mike Myers house from Halloween. Ah, so, nice. Oh, man. Yeah, that's... So, yeah, so we're going to have some special guests that are already in the Ghostbusters, like, you know, official canon, like uh, uh, Dan Shoning is going to have a piece in it. Um, I'm working on some fun stuff. I can't, I, I'm, I'm still kind of like in the early works of it, but it's going to, it should be a really, really fun special show. So oh, that's awesome. Um, there will be, somebody will be doing a one-to-one scale replica of the Vigo painting um, in Ooh. a specific style. So that will be really neat. Wow. That's yeah. uh, as, as things start to solidify, you'll have to kind of keep us posted and we'll, we'll help get the word out and tease some of the pieces that'll be in the, the showing. And that's awesome. Oh man. Yeah. You guys will definitely get first, first dibs. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and speaking of afterlife, how are you feeling about, uh, the film itself? I mean, you, you mentioned you're really glad that you're not seeing too many spoilers of the film. Um, kind of leaving some stuff to the imagination. I'm sure you want to dive in and start, you know, illustrating things and drawing things, but you, you don't know what you're yeah. going to see. Yet. Yeah. It, it was funny because I think a couple, was it last year? Like you guys did like a phone call in thing and you were like, what are you, what are you guys' thoughts on? And I had so many freaking theories. Like I'm pretty sure that most of my theories now are kind of out the window. Um, one of my craziest theories, and again, this is just my own opinion. If it happens in the movie, I'm really sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's it, yeah, but not really a spoiler. It's just my own opinion. I always thought it would have been it would have been cool. You know, the part where Dana and Lewis um, they technically sleep together um, in the tower. So I was just thinking, it wouldn't have been kind of amazing that like kind of like Hellboy. Um, a, a little offspring kind of shows up, but in a different dimension, <laughs> <laughs> and that ends up, and that ends up being like you know uh, the you know how Gozer is resurrected or something. Oh, how I, funny! I, 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 what would I be the know, offspring I, of the key master and the gatekeeper? It would be exactly. The, see, yeah. So I was thinking that'd, that'd be the so deadbolt good. child. The deadbolt, was, yeah, it's like the padlock. No, that's not funny enough. What else? <laughs> <laughs> the door chain. The de- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that was that was immediately I w- I went to that. I was like, oh yeah, that'd be awesome. And um, you know, they they sprinkled enough like little hints and stuff from the trailer that kind of have a kind of an idea. But I can also see Jason Reitman just completely pulling the rug from under us and just like ah, I made you think it was this, but it's this, you know. So uh, I'm, I'm just like completely excited, and it's kind of like you know we live in a world where we're getting to see movies that we never thought we'd see like 
dude, like, we're going to see Bill and Ted 3 next week. Like, I never in a million years was, like, you know, pining for it or I thought we would get it. But now that it's here, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of amazing. Thank you. Um, and with Ghostbusters 3, it's just like, you know, when you're a fan and you've been following, like, the, you know, the Chris Farley version, all, the, all these versions that have been going on, like, over the years, you're just like, I honestly won't believe it until I'm in the theater and I see it. Yeah. Or well, or I should say, maybe at home. I, I don't know <laughs> what will happen when it comes out, but <laughs> hopefully in the theater. To be determined. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, you'll yeah. have to you'll have to revisit your 3G uh, gallery again because we'll have at some point you know new Ghostbusters, new Gremlins, uh, and yes. in theory new Goonies. Right. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That that would be, oh my god, that would be amazing. Yeah, in, in a perfect world, I would. I'm also crossing my fingers for Hellboy three. I want I want Del Toro to finish. Oh, so to yes, finish his, please. His, his trilogy. Yeah, um, I think after that, I'll be I'll be pretty happy. Like if nothing else happens. I mean, obviously <laughs> Gremlins three, but I mean after that, yeah, it's it's fine. Goonies can kind of sort of they can kind of get away with it because they kind of had a one and done. They never kind of teased us with a continuation. Um, but I feel like movies that, you know, give us a second movie and then there's more there. I feel that you should definitely finish what you started. Yeah. Keep it going. So, yeah. 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 What are you, what are you, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of podcasts like Miz. I'm sure you guys have had many theories, but I mean, what, how are you guys feel about it? I'm guessing like, I, I remember Chris telling me we were just over the moon about it. it was stoked. Yeah. I mean, I'm, so, I'm stoked. I, I feel like I've been doing all the talking. Chris, do you want to go first? Uh, about what my th- are we rehashing theories or uh, just how you're feeling Sorry, i think is uh how i'm feeling yeah. oh no well we talked about this before i've i've zenned out i'm just i'm like i'm intellectually aware that new movies coming but uh, is this specific to ghostbusters afterlife or just sequels to stuff in general yeah ghostbusters afterlife like um yeah i know that no you no live- i've I know that you live out, you live like where they were doing a lot near I'm, I'm, I maybe I'm wrong, but you were near like when they the way the shooting, did you be tempted to go or, or no? Uh, it would be like, like me saying they're shooting the Goonie sequel in Oregon. Are you going to run up this weekend to go check it out? Uh, <laughs> from my, from my place to where it's shot in Alberta. It's oh, I'm about sorry. I'm sorry. 14 hours. Oh, okay. Uh, but Canada's I mean, not that small. You've seen us on the map. It's huge, right? 14. No, I, <laughs> I was, I was actually there while they were filming, and the only thing that I was tempted to go check out was the one side of a building that they had reproduced, like an old, beaten up, old style Stay Puffed ad. Oh, but yeah, it was, yeah. it had been, it had been taken down, it, like it had shot and been used and taken down like a week and a half or so before I, I was in town. Uh. So, and that was the only one I was really kind of tempted to allow myself. Soon, once the movie comes out, I think I'd actually like to hit the towns that it shot in and all. That. And who knows? Actually, in March, depending on what they do, I may. May use it as an excuse to because if they stick to their plan of doing a screening uh, in, in that empire or empress empress empire that theater yeah. that you see in the trailer, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I actually think I might, I don't know, hazmat suit myself up and douse myself in hand sanitizer and go sit in the back <laughs> row or something for that one. It's a, it's a, if, if that's one way to go, it's a good way to go. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> I'm yeah. kidding, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, and now like, I can I, die. I don't want to die, <laughs> but now I can die. Um, 
Yeah, no, that would be a... I've been dreaming about this movie. I mean, like, a lot of us have, and I don't want to, you know, sound like I've been the only one, but, man, I I remember, I I was so obsessed. I remember, you know, sometimes when you're a kid, you wish, you wish for stuff, like, to be real. Like, you, like, if I had three wishes, I remember I literally, one of my first wishes was, okay, one of my first wishes is so ghosts would actually be real, and the second one, so I could, so I could bust them, (laughs) so I can then actually have the equipment. Um, that's how, like, that's how obsessed and how much, like, I would, like, think about stuff over yeah. and over again. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just cool. I mean, that Ghostbusters Fan Fest was really neat just just to see, you know, a lot of us in the same place. Um, I will reserve my comments of how, how the event was organized. Um, but uh, I, I think, think everybody's on the same page about that. Don't yes. worry about that. <laughs> So, um, but overall, I think uh, it was it was a pretty positive, neat thing. So, um, yeah, I, I honestly like when they announced Jason for as the director. I was like, I, I mean, it's just like, I mean, it can't get any better. I mean, for especially if we're continuing the you know uh, sequel to the second movie. My the, the one thing that I've been saying to everybody is that I really hope, and for continuity's sake, that they start the very first shot is thirty years later, like the you know, like boom, you know, the black. Oh man, me too. Years later, and we, yeah. So if he does that, I'll just I'll probably start crying right there. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man. I mean, the cast is great. Um, I yeah, I, I honestly yeah, I just want to go in as dark as possible, and not know anything. So it's it's the movie I've been waiting for. I'm definitely not going to ruin it for myself. Yeah. So well, and hopefully, and, hopefully, the internet and and all the movie blogs and all the people that are out there just starving for news content at the moment. Uh, hope, hopefully, yeah. they adhere to that and help you not see things that you don't want to see before March. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been nice for Bill and Ted. I mean, Bill and Ted, there's been two trailers. I only saw the one trailer and that's all I needed. And I was like, all right, well, I have one more week to go. So hopefully yeah, av- uh, avoid crazy. social media. Cause they've started posting clips and behind the scenes things. And I saw a couple things today and I was like, Oh no, I was so close to not seeing that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Stay, I, stay off the, uh, the internet. Yeah, I couldn't I'll, figure out why. Sorry, go ahead, Joseph. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I've been, I've been like talking crazy. So. I was gonna say I, I, the trailer for Bill and Ted confused me, and I couldn't quite figure it out. And that's until I re, uh, the brain clicked in, and I realized that um, one of the daughters was in uh, Guns Akimbo and Ready or Not, which I happened to watch like within a <laughs> one week span of the trailer. So. Oh wow! Is she so, is she is she one of the main characters? I mean, I haven't seen. Ready or not, but that's the one where the bride has to survive. Survive what? the yeah the okay, which is really good actually. I recommend okay. it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to watch it. Hugo Weaving's niece, I think. I think Samara niece? Weaving yeah. is that her name? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So okay. she's got uh, she's impressive. Like I said, having watched her now in a a dark comedy horror movie and a uh, and then whatever in the heck you'd like to call Guns Akimbo, it, it was. Uh, yeah. yeah, and now she's doing. She's <laughs> now go be Alex Winter. All right, no problem. Uh, she's yeah. got talent. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, there's there's so much stuff that um, I need to I need to just get on and watch. It's just ridiculous. Um, there's uh, I saw that the you know um, C- Troy, you got to work on. I mean, I know this is not Ghostbusters related, but you got to work on some uh, Jim Henson stuff. That's pretty rad. Yeah. Oh so, man, that was a trip. Yeah. 
that's yeah. uh, we'll leave that we'll leave that maybe for a different conversation sorry but i just wanted to congratulate you oh no thank you that's yeah uh earth earth to ned uh coming out in september if anybody's interested but yeah i mean it's um I mean, I think you're probably in the same position that I feel like I'm in all the time where it's like when we were kids, 12, 13 years old, and we're watching all this stuff going, oh, man, I want to be involved some way, somehow. And then you start being involved in all these different things like, you know, being at Cartoon Network and, and you know, seeing seeing the process and working with uh, certain people. And um, yeah. it's... I, you, it's pretty easy to take it for granted and it's pretty easy to be like, Oh, well, yeah, I got to do this and I got to do that. And then you sit back and you go, Oh, Whoa, I, I, I got to do this. and I got to do that. <laughs> like there's, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, especially when I have like a really kind of like long or bad day, I, rem- I, I remind myself or I pinch myself. I'm like, man, you're pretty lucky kid you know, yeah. like to be doing all this stuff. And yeah, I, I definitely never take it for granted. I always, uh, uh for you, sure. you and Ernie Hudson cruised across a Southern California <laughs> freeway together in the Ectomobile, man. That's like a, yeah. how many yeah. people can, I'm sure like maybe on one hand we can count how many fans have been able to do that. And Brian fear has probably been that person 20 times. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> and, and, okay. So I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you a little tidbit about that, which was really hilarious because that was never part of my plan. I mean, I mean, obviously, okay. So this is what happened. I really quick email to Brian. Hey, I'm doing this event. Um, I heard you have an ecto. Would you be willing to drive it? to you know uh, hollywood area blah, blah blah and he's like he replies to me yeah we can do that and and would you be interested in uh, having ernie hudson in your show and i was like uh i can't reply yes fast enough to this email um he's just like yeah he's like um something along the lines like yeah i think you know like they helped him out with a pack or something like that he's like yeah he owes us a favor that's <laughs> so funny i was like great yes uh, uh thank you for using your favor on me <laughs> On this event so um it was yeah it was just surreal like it was literally like i was just happy i was getting an ecto one and then i got you know icing wow. <laughs> so it was just uh it was just it was just amazing it's just something that i, I still kind of like think about it i'm just like oh, i'm pretty sure maybe it was a dream so <laughs> maybe all um, of this is a dream man i have no idea at this yeah, point we're, anymore. All, we're all in one sim- one giant simulation <laughs> so um but no yeah man thank you that's it's it's I, I honestly, I don't think I can go any higher than that. It goes, you know, it's just, yeah, it's oh, absolutely let's, uh, March. Let's do some stuff in March, man. Let's figure it yeah. out. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see what happens. I, I'll, I'll start uh, rounding up, see if I can get different kind of vectors. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I know, I know here in Burbank, there's this one, um, I don't know the name of the, this girl, but she has this really cool, green ecto that's like um like all like decked up it's got like some great like decorations and slime and stuff like that and every time i drive down a burbank magnolia boulevard i always see it it's it's, Uh. she i think i think i've interacted with her once or twice might have seen her at the event last year i i i i I apologize not knowing her name but she does some amazing like uh cosplay uh i think of janine and um yeah and her ecto is just like awesome it's just one of the coolest like it looks legit like if they was there was ghostbusters franchises you know and stuff like that it looks like it belongs to like one of those you know like it's she did an amazing job oh, so man i have props props to yeah that person. i haven't seen that one um but uh yeah man uh magnolia boulevard uh, in burbank you're talking chris in my language uh halloween town and all of those yes mm-hmm. 
right uh, by there exactly yeah, yeah by port yeah portos i portos um blast from the past halloween town and uh rest in peace uh creature features yeah um, isn't uh, yeah. dark delicacies is yeah, it's no, it's no, it's no longer on that strip, but it's on. It's kind of. Oh, let's see, what's on? What's that? Is it Hollywood? I think Way? it's on Hollywood Way. Yeah, I think they yeah, moved further yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was a great yeah. stretch when you visit the yeah. LA area. Yeah, that. They, but yeah, I'm glad that they're still they're still around, sort of in in the in the same area. Yeah, but um, yeah, that, I mean, that's one of the things I love about living kind of out here. Um, Burbank is very much kind of like a mom and pop town, but with all the Hollywood stuff, you yeah, know, uh, mi- mixed into it. So it's kind of it's kind of neat. Some days you just walk into like an old memorabilia store. I'm like, I think one time I walked in and a guy like literally told me he's like, I just uh, sold uh, Dan Aykroyd's uh, Ghostbusters two flight suit. Uh, and like he's like like he's like, he's like literally an hour ago, and I was like, what? <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I was like, okay, sure, yeah, great, yeah. Like, I mean, like, maybe he maybe he did. You know, I don't know how many of those they made, but um, you know, just kind of like honestly, in this town, I wouldn't. Maybe sometimes I don't doubt it. You know, yeah. so totally possible. Don't don't know what they have, and they're just like, ah, oh, here you go. <sighs> so, Unbelievable. Um, um, well, we'll have yeah. to have you back on closer to, to March and we can talk more about the show yeah. and, uh, you know, what to expect. And hopefully by that time we're all out of our houses and can come visit you and we'll make it like the biggest event that, uh, has ever been because it, you totally be, deserve it. That would be amazing. Yeah. I would yeah. love for, I would love for you, you, me, uh, and, and Chris to do, uh, a, a, a pop it up event. I, I took Chris last time he was here and it was amazing. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. That was fantastic. Yeah. So, um, thank you so much for having me, guys. It's been yeah, a pleasure. Thank you. And I, I feel I feel like I just like you know like mouthed off the entire episode. No, so I dude, that I was great. Like was... Um, and <laughs> but I mean, before you go, I mean, uh, children is it children dot com? What's what's the best way for people to catch up with your work and purchase prints and find you keep tabs on the show oh yeah uh it's uh children on all social media instagram facebook and yeah my website is uh www.children.com so excellent you can uh, reach me you can read it's pretty easy to reach me so, perfect yeah um yeah you've, you've cornered um, yeah. the brand which is excellent i try <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, thanks. Thank you guys. And thank uh, yeah, you. Anything, anything you guys uh, need, uh, logo wise or anything like in the future, let me know. I'd love Ooh. to do something for oh, well, interdimensional crossroad. Hey, we'll so. take. Uh, hold that thought. We're gonna pause this and come right back to. That. <laughs> you, ha- you have me on record, so see now you can you can be like you did say it on. The you podcast. did. You said <laughs> it on the podcast, and we aired this. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, children. Appreciate you coming. All right, man. Take care. Thanks, Bye-bye. Joseph. Don't forget another pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go go stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. And Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for The Ghostbusters. Interdimensional crossroad. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray.
Chris, what a what a lovely guy Chogren is. That was that was a lot of fun. Yes. When we were at FanFest, um, he had pinged me prior to that, of, you know, because everybody was. Are you going to be there? Are you going to be there? Are you going to be there? And I said, yeah, we're going to be there. And ran into him on the movie, I think it was. Ah, uh, that, that screening the night before? Yeah. Yeah. And we got to talking then and then ran into each other, at, you know, FanFest, CrossPath. And, and again, not a lot of hanging out time. Um I think by default I spent the most time with Yes Have Some uh, crew, you, and Bob Cronin because, um, oh, and Ectocrank, just because that was at the end of the day and people just stopped moving. We were, <laughs> we were all just sort of we under shade and nobody, wa- yeah. nobody wanted to move. Um, but then he, he, you know, Joseph was like, how long are you going to be around for? And I was like, yeah, it could be for a few days. And he had tickets to go to the um, the Henson Studios for that uh, that live. For uh, Puppet Up. Yeah. Puppet Up. The Henson that alternative thing. Yeah. Oh, so that was, so I'm, man, that's like, that's a, that's a, a, a top 10 um, uh, memory for me that, that he made happen. Oh man! I mean, he he seems like and and off the air uh, he did mention and he was very remiss in saying it that he he loves uh, all of the friendships that he's made through the fandom and all of the people that he's grown close to over the years yeah. um, and uh, and I, and I don't want to steal his words I'll let him when we when he comes back on the show I'll I'll let him talk about it but that was the one thing yeah. that he was like oh I meant to mention and I just wanted to get that in before we uh, close that's kind of that's kind of yeah this is the thing next next. Oh God, we talked about. It. Let's not get into it again. But a, yeah. a, after Afterlife comes out and it sets the world on fire, as we know it will, uh, they really need to do another fan fest. Uh, even if we can't measure up to like you know annual levels, like you know celebrations and stuff like that. Whatever you know, every five years, like when, when we hit one of the five year anniversaries, let's do that. Like that's fine. And then and like yeah, design it so that we can not only go to this the events and see all the things and all that, but build it so that there's time to like hang out with everybody. Because yeah. that was the that was the best part of the whole thing was the day of was just a whirlwind, amazing you know, full of memories, but man, it was the day before and the couple of days after when yeah, people were going, getting together get for dinner, dinner with everybody and afterwards and, um, even, going even to the, the show with Joseph and, oh yeah, man. And, and those brief, those brief moments of, if, if we can say there were brief moments of respite, uh, during, uh, <laughs> fan fest, but like just going to a food truck to get lunch and being in line with people and, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, being in line with people was kind of a, a recurring theme, but getting to know those people that were around you, uh, was a whole lot of fun. So yeah, I mean, yeah. let's, let's oh, make uh, his uh, show in March that why not? Uh, I'm down with that. You mentioned yeah. that and I was like, yes, let's absolutely uh, make that happen. Um, and depending on the timing. Yeah. Like who, who, well, we gotta see what the state of the world is. <laughs> we're all talking about we're gonna but, go see the movie together, but who knows but if we even who can still knows. But let's just for the moment pretend uh that that'll be the case and let's yeah. actually do that. Um and actually funny that uh thinking back and uh, Ectocrank, he just released a bunch of um uh extreme Ghostbuster stickers that he designed. Oh that's right. Yeah, Did we you should see mention those? those. They're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I say it before I say it again. Proton Pins, Ecto Crank, all those people that are like the Ghostbusters patch and pin Facebook group and all that. If you like that stuff, you should be like 
subscribed and following yeah. and all that sort of thing because you never know exactly when they're going to drop stuff but whenever they do oh, oh uh, such Pro- good stuff proton pins she has these really great um like lenticular chrome stickers right now she's got like mm. the gb1 and gb2 logos and she just did the she's got a, a fun like dancing toaster uh design that she's got um but yeah i mean all of the people on etsy shops uh who have unbelievable amounts of creativity and energy i don't know where they keep coming up with all these things um mm. but uh yeah yeah go uh cr- what's ecto crank's shop it's oh um hang on i can find that in one second here yeah um well while you do that uh sure our, our thanks to everybody who's been calling in and leaving voicemails um we will uh probably air those next week um so if if you do want to get your thoughts in uh, about the video on demand uh, subject or you want to talk about uh, anything in particular, uh, hit the voicemail uh, as you listen to this now so that we can build them into next Monday's episode. And uh, yeah, that's, that's all I'll say. Did you, did you find... Uh, oh, well, yeah, it was easy. It was uh, stupid on my part. Uh, if nothing else, just memorize EctoCrank because if you go to EctoCrank.com, you'll find all his stuff. But he's got goes. a link to Crank's Occult. Oh, uh, that's it. Cranks a cult. That's right. Yeah. And so, uh, man, what's he got here? Also, oh, man, shout, shout out to, so to uh, Jason Reitman. The one thing we didn't mention at the top of the show is that he was wearing a Raise a Cult bookstore uh, t-shirt at yes. his uh, his Ghostbusters intro, which a lot of people called out, like, what does it mean? And I'm like, it's just, it's a cool shirt. It's Raise a Cult. It's amazing. Anyway. Yeah. Man, he's got... He's got so much stuff. He's well, and he's also sort of he's he's kind of adopted the AJ Quick method of he's got a bunch of like other merch that he's uh, selling through his shop too. Yeah, like the he's toys got uh, and, the my mojis and yeah. the, but anyways, there it is. Oh yeah, the, let's get extreme with the extreme Ghostbusters. That's uh, yeah. fantastic. Um, what uh, what else do you have in terms of final thoughts this week? Anything? Uh, final thoughts. Uh, Halloween greetings. Do you want to get that in one more time? (laughs) Yes, I should absolutely remind people to send in uh, Halloween greetings. Uh, Yeah, don't be don't don't go too. If you've gone, if you hit thirty seconds, you've gone on too long. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to dictate. I don't want to tell you how you you do you, but (laughs) past thirty seconds, uh, especially if I get a lot of people, it uh, yeah, keep them keep them succinct. I want I want I want I want to pepper. Things not not drowned in salt. If that made that made no sense, that's anyways. Uh, but I'll um, accept it. It's hot and it's late. <laughs> totally. You want to uh, shout out to your franchise uh, mates, your uh, other franchises, uh, uh, recommendations for Halloweeny movies, uh, all that sort of thing. But yeah, just record it. Uh, you can dial into our number, or if you just want to voice record it, uh, you know, in the Facebook app and message it to, uh, to us. Uh, we'll take that to whatever. Yeah. We'll take anything. Perfect. And, um, oh God, here comes the here cat. Here comes the cat. Ah, the, the cat is here. This is like getting the hook on the, uh, the gong <laughs> show here. Uh, <laughs> but, but my, my, the one final thought I had was in the middle of things, not very Ghostbusters, but, uh, when we were talking about Richard Edlund's, uh, um, uh, award this year, it occurs to me that during a pandemic, when remote working and stuff you don't have to shoot new stuff for is easier uh, in a multi-streaming world, multi-streaming channel world, and network television uh, will cut notables for time, why not just turn the memorial parts of the Oscars and the technical Oscars, Oscars, which we never get to see and all that, just turn it into like, you know, A&E's biography for movie stuff. Yeah. Run 
do little 15 minute episodes of people that we should know about uh, and don't know about. And when you tell us who they are and what they've done, we'll go, holy crap, they did some amazing stuff. Do that. If we want to make the world excited about movies again, yeah, go stop stop oh we couldn't put so and so in for time and and all that sort of thing just give yeah, us yeah make make the meaty world little know why yeah meaty little info documentary bits nothing long yeah put up on you know what put it up on youtube that's even better cuz all the kids are there and they don't like anything over 10 minutes anyway uh, so just that's the i have often the last teach few, the kids yeah like the oscars telecast now where they're like Earlier we did blah blah blah. I'm like, I want to watch that. Where's the button? If I'm on the Oscars app, yeah. let me just switch over to that stream. I want to do that. <laughs> and if you want to get kids now, who, I mean, let's be honest here, we're at, we're we're fast approaching a point where we're gonna run into kids who have never been to a movie theater yeah. before. Uh, if you want to get them excited about movies. Yeah, that's it. That's that's that was my. It was a dumb thought in the middle of it. But if oh, anybody, yeah, yeah, please, I cut together. You tell us, tell us, tell us about uh, what's her name, Natalie. There, like exactly what was your contribution to Technicolor? Because if anybody who helped develop Technicolor for Wizard of Oz, we should probably hear her name, yeah. if only for that movie. And she did four hundred flipping movies. Should be notable. So. Yeah, I mean that's uh, we we are so spoiled to the point where all of the content that we watch is disposable and we forget that, you know, there's so much work and so much technical know-how that goes into everything. It is um, so bad that what yeah. we spend so much time. And I mean, we're at the point where there's a lot of, you know, how do we get more women directors and all that out there sort of thing, forgetting that in the classic age of Hollywood, women were working in film everywhere. It's just that time goes on and yeah. we start losing names and it's it just we're never never recognized, yeah. All, all um, we hear is that it's a man's world and to a degree it is, you know, Hollywood's a bit of a man's world sort of thing, but doesn't have to be it wasn't necessarily in the past. Yeah. So tell us about Tell us um, those stories. Please tell us those stories. Yes. Yeah, uh well heck, I mean, just think of the the names in Ghostbusters alone that we we never got to uh, to hear from and stuff like that. Uh, Theoni Aldridge. Yeah. Um, the, the movie she worked on alone would, is, is an impressive yeah. short documentary to look at, right? So. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, remember why you love movies. Go project them in your backyard because it is hotter than hell out there. And... Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please... Uh, yeah, please, you know, just uh, watch something that you enjoy and make sure that you enjoy it. Um, make sure that you... you you get the joy from whatever it is that you're watching yes. and you're not being cynical about it or snarky and, uh, and, yeah. uh, you know, ceremony, uh, ceremoniously, uh, circle October 31st on your calendar. Like I said before, I don't know how it's going to shake out in your neck of the woods. And a lot of people are already talking like it's going to be canceled. And I think in some ways, yeah, the classic bits may have to be canceled. Yeah. Sort of thing. That doesn't mean the entire thing is canceled. No. Yeah. So you can't cancel Christmas. You can't cancel Halloween. Like yeah. I said, that's that's why I want to start now. If you've got recommendations for movies, like anything, you know what? Don't second guess yourself either. Like if somebody, hell, I'll tell you, you know, uh, was it when Dracula saved Halloween and stuff like that? Nobody's seen it, but you probably should. Yeah, yeah. Um, whatever you love, The Worst Witch, or what was that one with with uh, with uh, Tim Curry? I put it in one of the the, the mixes a couple of years back. Tim oh, Curry he, singing yeah. about Halloween and all that, like, whew, boy. Yeah, um, then, and send it doesn't me, have to be a deep cut in. either. It can be no. something you know that uh, I, right there anything. in front of us. Yeah, don't um, don't try and impress us. Just yes. share with us what you love. Please, That's all please we want. do. Hit up our voicemail. 
Um, all right. Well, I'm going to go uh, stand in front of the air conditioner. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, until next week, we'll see you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so